welcome to the Eric Lessing Show, where you receive about 20 minutes of inspiring conversations with authors and creators. And my next guest is both. She's fascinating. I'm already very interested in talking to her. Her name is Paula Lenz. Her book was called Driving Into Infinity, Living With My Brother's Spirit. And I thought we would just have an interesting conversation and see where it goes. So welcome, Paula. How are you? Thank you. I'm really happy to be on your show, Erica. I'm looking forward to it. Where are we talking from? Where are you on the planet? I'm in Colorado, northern Colorado. Oh, nice. Uh, but I retired here just a couple of years ago. I'm originally from Texas. <laughs> I could sort of hear the Texas in your voice. <laughs> okay, well, I lived and worked in Houston for many years, and I'm, uh, my hometown is just about 90 miles north of there. So Okay. Uh, but I have lived in other parts of the country and traveled a lot. So, <laughs> How cold is it in Colorado? Well, today it's about a high of 15. Okay. <laughs> two days ago, get this, two days ago, it was 74 degrees. We spent, uh, we had two days like that. We were out bike riding and then this giant snowstorm stuff blew in and tonight it's going to be below zero. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I so mean talk about to that Colorado. Was like a, that was like a 54 degree temperature swing. <laughs> wow. Yeah it's really chilly where I am. I actually uh, busted out. I'm in California but it was 36 this morning which really doesn't happen. <laughs> really, that's, that's cold, but that's probably part of this front that came through here too. I know, right? So <laughs> let's, you know, I think when we're looking at messages from the other side, and I think I mentioned to you, I also received messages from the other side. Yes. Maybe since my focus this year is creativity, Maybe just tap into like, what would people want us to know, like who don't have their bodies anymore, who've left the planet? What are some of the things they'd like, they wish that we knew or they wish that we understood more? Well, first of all, I, I think that uh, people on the other side would want us to know how great it is, <laughs> I'll say, to be on the other side. Uh, to be in the world of spirit because uh, from my experience uh, when I had my out-of-body experience with my my brother um, you know it was just the most fulfilling complete experience uh, that I've that I've ever known and you know I had no fear about anything and quite frankly I didn't want to come back uh, I, I just, I wanted to go on higher into that experience. And, uh, but my brother said, no, you can't go. It's not your time yet. But I really didn't want to go back into my body. And, you know, it's, uh, I absolutely have no fear of death, you know, and crossing over. It's like, you know, I really can't wait to get back there. Um, but, you know, the, to me, it's scarier <laughs> to think about having a, a terrible illness at the end of life or whatever, you know, being in this life and experiencing uh, illness or difficulties, obstacles. Yeah. It's so much more difficult here. Tell me a little bit about, like, 
share with those of us who haven't had, well, I've sort of had one. I mean, I was 20. It's kind of vague in my memory, but it's, it wasn't quite the same as what some of the other people I've read about. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about that experience of, of uh, kind of shifting into the light? What was that like? Well, I had this experience with my brother three days after his funeral. And uh, this happened while I was driving his personal truck. And I was on my way to my grandparents' uh, house taking them some funeral flowers. This was, you know, like three days after his funeral. And as I was driving along by myself in his truck, um, suddenly I realized I could see 360 degrees around me as I'm driving down the road. And wow. I, I was like, what is happening to me? And then I realized that I could see my brother. He was right at my uh, shoulder area, my right shoulder area. And he looked like a pattern of lights, but he still had his, you know. Form. Fa form and facial features and that sort of thing. I knew it was him. And he began speaking telepathically to me. And he said, I don't want you to be sad. I want you to be happy for me. Wow. And he said, I want to show you a little bit of what it's like for me now. And when that happened, um, I left my body and went with him into infinity. And this is the truck. You're in the truck. You're driving the truck. And yes, then I'm suddenly, driving down the road. Suddenly, when this, you're like, when this happened. <laughs> wow. Yes, exactly. And, you know, at first I could, it was as though I were looking at a landscape that was like uh, looking at the negative photograph. But then that changed and then I could see myself with him. I mean, he stayed with me through this whole experience. He was right at my shoulder, I'll say, even though at this time I was just, you know, my consciousness with him. But it was as though I were out in the middle of the universe. And during this experience, the first thing I had happen was this big wave of peace came over me. Wow. Just huge peace like I'd never felt before and then there was a second wave that came over me and that related to all knowledge in the universe I knew at that moment when this wave came over me that I knew everything that had ever happened in the history of the universe that I had that knowledge and then the final wave that came over me was this huge wave of nothing but love. It was this pure energy of love that I knew this was what the universe was made of. And had, this is the energy that had made the universe. But it was all love. And so I became that. And my brother was still with me at that time. And 
I just was filled with such awe and such happiness and such completeness. As I said, I just didn't care about going back to my life on earth. And when I began thinking like that, you know, I wanted to go on. And I began to feel as though I were wishing away, I'll say. And my brother was still with me when this began to happen. And he, I'll say he exerted his energy, I would say, against me. And he said, no, you can't go yet. It's not your time. Mm. And with that, we sort of went zooming back and I could see myself coming back into my body, into the, into this truck I'd been driving and just landing. I just landed back in my body. And the first thought I had was, wow, I feel so restricted in this body. That is just so interesting. I wonder, it's just like, um, I've read a lot of the Damien, the Damien books about uh, after he got struck by lightning. And then uh -huh. one of my other friends was stuck, struck by lightning, like it went right through her stomach. Wow. And uh, yeah, and she had some really interesting, like seeing all the energy, see, she could see energy, like she could see where energy came from. And if she wow. looks at something, she can see all the patterns of everything like still like she came back but she can sort of see these patterns energetic like after the lightning struck her her consciousness changed basically forever you know yes. it's really interesting and um i can see i can see you kind of like when i see you going back in your body there's this almost like disappointment right yes exactly and um because it was so restricting and, you know, because I had experienced, you know, being one with love and the universe and, uh, you know, it, it was a huge change in my consciousness in terms of how I looked at everything and, uh, and things that go on in our yeah. lives. Did you stop sweating the small stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, well, you know, that day, for the rest of that day, and as I said, I was going to my grandparents' house, and I experienced, while I was still in this mode of having just returned from infinity, and I was completely at peace about everything, wow. but I could see things as though I was looking at it through my eye, the eyes of my brother, you know, I could see my grandparents, how deep in grief they were. And, you know, nothing I said um, could save them from that grief. Now, I didn't share this experience. I was going to ask you because I would be curious, like, are they going to say, like, are you crazy or something, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't talk about this experience to anyone for a long time. I only had in my, almost my whole life, I only had, like, two or three of my very closest friends who ever knew bits and pieces of this. And then you just wrote the book out of that, out of that complete space and I privacy. Just, yes. Uh, I mean, I was a businesswoman for 40 years, more than 40 years. And um, 
you know, I just didn't feel as though I could share with people what had happened to me because I, I didn't want people to think I was crazy. And in particular during back during that time, I was so much younger. I was 30 when that happened. And, um, you know, I, but in my consciousness and the way I thought about things and the way I lived and viewed things, it was different for me. And, you know, I waited until 2017 before I wrote my book and told my story, the full aspect of everything that happened. And, but, you know, I just thought, well, you know, if people don't know who I am by now, well, that's their problem. They can think whatever they want to think. You know, I, I want to tell my story now and share it with people. What's it, what's it been like since the book came out for you? You, you know, surprisingly enough, um, a lot of the business people I work with in Houston, they loved it. You know, I've had people request that I come and speak when I'm back in Houston. I've made some presentations there. And really, I've not had, you know, if someone read it and thought, well, I don't believe this, then they haven't shared that with me. It's such but, a different time now, though. There's so much more acceptance. There's so many more stories like this that have come out. I think the... the um, the timing for it to come out feels quite divine as well doesn't it yes I, I just feel it was it was the right time for it I was I was kind of moved to do that and you know even my high school friends and friends from college um, you know they all embraced it and you know thanked me for having written about it and um, so that was encouraging to me but, you know, I just made up my mind, you know, people can, are free to think what they wish. You know, this is the story. This is the truth. And, and it's my truth. So from that space of omnipresence and sort of omni knowledge and that space of love and peace, what are some things you can tell people who are struggling, who maybe, you know, a lot of my listeners are entrepreneurs who haven't made it yet or are trying to stay true to their, like, they're trying to stay true to being a healer and they're trying to figure out how to make that work in today's world. Maybe just share with us like some bits of wisdom that you might have for my audience as you've um, come back from this space of infinity. <laughs> well, you know, my, my thing in my life has always been never give up and keep your dreams and hopes for the future, keep those going in your consciousness because you never know what uh, little miracles along the way will open up for you and suddenly, you know, things become successful. I've always believed in that, uh, especially since, since my experience. Um, if we just keep putting out there the information in a really sincere way and maintaining that connection with spirit, which is what I call this energy of love in the universe, you know, maintain that belief and that feeling of connection and keep that open, then miracles will happen you know, beyond what you might even think of. I mean, I love it. Well, I think you're a miracle, Paula Lenz. 
<laughs> well, you know, everybody, and I'm probably my own worst enemy at times. And so I speak from experience in that, you know, I can start worrying about things and I'll think, well, maybe I should do this, maybe I should do that. But then I say to myself, oh, you know, stop. Just put this out there. Uh, the results that you want to come in and the way will open and the right people will be there for you. And that's exactly what happens. You, but you have to have that letting go. And, you know, that's a, that's a speech I give to myself <laughs> over and over. Just being who I am. And, and yeah. you know, I've always been a really diligent, creative worker in whatever uh, position I held. And, that's yeah. sort of, and, you know, so I do have to... Um, like most people kind of stop myself and say, I need to do this differently. Don't get in, stuck in my head and go, okay, what can I do? What can I do? You know, put it out there, the end result you want. And believe me, I've just seen it happen so many times. The way opens up in ways you did not experience. Oh my and, gosh. You know, really, well, I remember when I, when I first, um, in 2014, 15, I was, I was seeking to go full time in, my communications business on my own. And I said, I was kind of just asking questions. It was like, well, if every author you work with becomes a number one bestseller, that's going to be good for you. And that's going to be good for them. And so I had never tried to get bestseller for my clients. Like I'd never put that in my head. I always mm -hmm. thought that was for people with way bigger bank accounts. Right. And yes. then I, but I just said, okay, I said, yes. And then it took me three or four books. So I've published about 75 books since then. It took me three or four books to get it to flow, to get the bestseller thing going, to really get what that meant and how to help my clients there. And it was funny because really it was just to switch on. Because then all the things, like you said, like everything just showed up of what I should do. Yeah. It wasn't the same with every book. Like some books wanted videos and some books wanted social media and some books wanted like articles and some books wanted press like it wasn't the same but it was this place of just saying okay I want to be here I'm here you know show me the way and then just doing it because it was such a leap like when you first start doing stuff you've never done it's so scary like you're and then podcast oh my gosh podcast came 2016 I said okay I've done a lot with promoting books, what can I do to help my authors? And it's like, make a podcast. I didn't even know what it was. I was like, it got in my head, make a podcast. I'm like, what is, like, right? Like I just went, but I was like, okay, yes. Like, I'm not going to stop believing you now. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then the show started taking off and it was really interesting because I was just kind of asking like, how can I help or how can I be I think the one of the questions I said is like, how can I be my most me? I think it was yeah. sort of like that, but I swear to gosh, that critical mind, maybe just help us one more little thing with, I know you have so limited time, but it's so much fun talking to you. I can talk to you forever. I'm um, just maybe. Well, we're good little, since we're yeah. good since it's 1030 instead of 1130. <laughs> how do we then like get around that critical slamming back mind? Like where, like I'm given a dream of what I'm, I've shown something I'm supposed to do and then I like go that's crazy like why me how do I get around that help me Paula <laughs> yeah well I know exactly what you're talking about because um you know I friends had told me who knew about my story 
they had told me through the years, they're like, you know, you really need to write a book about this. And I was like, oh, I don't know. You know, I just kind of <laughs> set that aside. Well, then when I retired and we moved, suddenly I knew it was really time to do that. Yeah. But I thought, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to try to sell this idea to a publisher. And, you know, I just said, no, I'm going to, I'm going to self-publish this and I'll go through a publishing group where you can buy a package and get it done. But I thought I was terrified. It's like, what do I know about this? I mean, uh, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right. And, and, you know, I could sit down and I started writing the book and, you know, I'm an English major anyway. So I had a good sense of how I wanted the flow to go and what mm -hmm. to tell and everything like that. But, uh, you know, maneuvering through the idea of finding the right publisher that I could buy a packet with, and, you know, there was just so much to learn about that. And that was, that was kind of scary to me um, because I thought, I, you know, I, this is something I've never done before. Yeah. But you know what? I, I managed to get through it. I just kept putting it out there and um, just finally, you know, overcoming my fears, just saying, well, I'm, you know, I just have to take one step at a time. I just have to start doing this, looking up things. Making right. Things just talk. take some inspired action. And, and, then, you know, and then write the quality book because then the book will sort of help itself get published. <laughs> well, right. And, and, and so there's been all kinds of things like that. You know, even once the book came out, then I thought, well, how's anybody even going to know I have this book? I mean, I can. It's right. How do you media. make it? Right. Exactly. So then I had to get someone uh, to build this website for me like I wanted because I, I knew what I wanted on the pages. And so, you know, I went through the local, one of the uh, college districts here and um, engaged this, this guy to, to set it up and work with me on that and um, then get it to the point where I could add things. But that was yet another leap. And then, because I'm not super techie, you know, I use things that are uh, creative in nature, like PowerPoint, things like that I can do and have done for years. But, you know, when it comes to some of this other stuff, I, I have kind of some fears of it. But once this uh, Wix site was set up, I was able to go in and learn how to, you know, use the blog. I make blog posts now, and I made some changes to the look. And, you know, so each step, you just have to jump the hurdle, I'll say, and be on the other side of it and just say, I've just got to take action and do it and, you know, take some steps, find somebody you know, because I didn't, I didn't want to spend a fortune on doing this either, which you can certainly do when you've got a book. <laughs> are you, are you still getting messages from your brother's spirit sometimes? Oh yes, my, my brother is still around. Um, he has, he's continued to reach out to me my entire life after this initial experience I had with him. Now, um, I, I saw him one time in my house. This was probably six months after my initial experience. Uh, I saw him very briefly out of the corner of my eye at, at my house in, uh, in Houston. Um, but mostly what he does is he moves things. Uh, oh my gosh. He moved chairs in our <laughs> dining room. Because when he had lived with my husband and I one summer, he was working in Houston. He sat in this one particular chair 
and then in the evening, he and my husband would get in there and play this crazy electric football game. And so that chair that he always sat in, uh, I began, I, I noticed, you know, not too long after his death and everything, that that chair kept being pulled out. It was pulled out from the dining table <laughs> a couple of times a week. I asked my husband back then, I said, are you coming in here and doing this? He's like, no. And so then there were a lot of things that happened in that house. Uh, uh, you know, one day I came home and a book had flown out from the very bottom uh, a portion of the bookcase and was on the other side of the hallway. And one time my husband and I, we were um, in our TV room and there were there was this big tall bookcase in there. We're watching TV and from the very topmost shelf, this uh, video came flying out halfway <laughs> the room and ended at our feet. <laughs> at our feet. And I looked at my husband and I said, we both went, what just happened here? But I kind of figured out that um, he did that, that deal because when he stayed with us that one summer when he was working there, he and my husband would get in that particular, the TV room and, and we had this video camera and they would make these crazy videos in there. And I think that he was actually trying to get my husband's attention about that because it was this, I don't know, it was some vacation video or something that flew out. But uh, so, you know, he's done things like that through the years and, and I still have those kinds of things happen. And um, is that comforting? Through, the some year, through some of the times that I've had this happen, some of the things that have happened have, have been warnings about Interesting. Up. Yeah. Um, like when I've had a, a photo, you know, or a picture fall off the wall or something. Um, and so there have been times like that, but most of the time it's just his way of letting me know that he's around. And, um, you know, I'll come in here in my office and... Um, you know, I have pictures of, of course, my family and, uh, and, and of course, my brother. And, and sometimes I'll come in here and one of the pictures uh, of him will be turned down. And he's just letting me know he's, he's around. Oh, and, Paula. Well, it was so much fun having you on the show. Um, why don't you tell people again the name of your book and then also give, give us your website so people can uh, catch up with you. Okay. Well, the name of my book is Driving Into Infinity, Living With My Brother's Spirit. And my, um, you can get to my website by really just typing in the, the bar uh, tinyurl.com and then a forward slash and then my name just all together, Paula Lenz. No Great. Awesome. And that'll take you to the website and... Um, go to my blog because I'm, I'm always posting there on, on either something that's coming up or something that I've already done. Nice. Like, you know, I'll post your interview information there. And uh, so people can, can see, you know, Hey, you can go here and find something or, or whatever. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It was great talking.